And the way you, you know, create an application process for an influencer to partner with a brand is extremely important that they feel comfortable that, you know, that the brand persona fits their audience persona, that the demographics align and that, you know, they actually believe and stand behind these products. Three, two, one, zero, liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rogue Creators Podcast. My name is Brian Fitt, and I'm here with Lauren Lewis. Hey. Hey. And also, we have special guests today. Woohoo! In hey. the house. In the house, we have Soapbox Influence, house. our roomies. Yeah. yeah. We have Nate and Charlotte uh, from Soapbox Influence. And we're going to dive into some all kinds of good influencer marketing stuff. The experts are here. We're, this is yeah. special. Yeah. yeah we're we're In excited the to be here. Yeah. We really are. Together. Together. <laughs> With you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but before we do that, before we jump in, we like to start with something fun. What's that, Lauren? We do. Each week, we like to start our episodes off with what are you obsessed with this week? Um, so starting with our guest, what are you guys obsessed with? Mm. <laughs> you, go? Uh, you want me to go? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you guys been to the, the table at the station? No. Oh. <laughs> it's in unison. That's good. You have yeah, no, like to the table in cafe downtown. Oh, it's, it's now called the table at the oh, station. Oh, I did not know that. Right. I went to it back way back when. They yeah. like I had a burger there yesterday, and I am obsessed. Is it so, the grilled cheeseburger? No, it's the oh, okay. like their Angus like mushroom bacon Swiss Ooh. burger, oh, and it was goodness. to die for lunchtime. Mm. Like yeah. literally, my it was one of the best burgers I've ever had. Just need wow. to stop recording and just go. Yeah. All right. Well, we will. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Yeah. Shameless plug. Yeah. For there he goes. Table and cafe. Okay. It's called the table now. Isn't it called the table at the station? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the same guy that owns like Table, table Mesa. Mesa. Oh, yeah. Okay. So like they re- yeah. renamed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have tables. <laughs> great, great outdoor dining. <sighs> yeah. Amazing burger. That's awesome. So back mm. before they sold it, I, we knew kind of the original owners back in the day that had it for like 40 years or whatever it was. Uh, but they used to have a grilled cheese, double bacon cheeseburger. So the I buns were two <laughs> grilled cheese sandwiches. And then you had the like multiple patties and bacon and cheese all up. It was I, I would have to sleep the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. but it would be worth it. It would be worth it. Yeah, yeah. Gladly. Gladly sleep. I love that. Oh, man. <laughs> I have to take some uh, blood pressure medicine after yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, uh, what about you, Charlotte? What are you Oof. obsessed with right now? I am going to say that it is patio season. Ooh. I mm-hmm. just like with the weather and the leaves changing. I I just love sitting on a patio. I even will just go and like leave my door open and just sit on my patio with like my record playing and just any chance I can be outside until I hibernate for winter. I'm like, <laughs> I like how please. We both, I like how we were both going to say sports. Yeah, we were going to say sports. Yeah. But <laughs> you, you started with the very, burger. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like totally different. Yeah, you can also find us on the weekends with at football games. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's patio slash football season. It really so. is. <sighs> the sweet awesome. spot. Can't go wrong That's with awesome. that. How about no. you, Lauren? So I was not excited about this, but my husband forced me to watch Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I've heard about And I was like, I'm not interested at this at all. Um, but we've actually were halfway through the second season now and it's really good. It's got this weird, like cheesy, but serious that funny vibe that yeah. they somehow pull off. I don't know how, because there's several scenes in this show that I'm just like, why are we watching this? But then it like transitions and I'm like, this is really good. Yeah. So hmm. I would definitely, if you liked Karate Kid, 
same actors. Yeah, I've heard a similar yeah. sentiment about that show. I need to check uh, it out. <clears throat> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nice, nice. <clears throat> Um, so I'm obsessed with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, I know. As I have should. been waiting to do a podcast recording so I can talk about my obsession <gasps> with Earth, Wind, and Fire. And and I have gone down this rabbit trail like super hard. So it started with September. I love I that song. Saying. It's yep. one of the best songs ever. And then I was like, well, I'm going to watch the original music videos. And they're insanely weird. And you have to be stoned out of your mind to like record these in general. Like as a video producer, I look at these and I'm like, this is nuts. Like it, but anyway, and so I have now gone down, like finding out like the original members, like when it started, like mm. I'm a big, I'm, I play bass guitar. And so Verdine White is the original bass guitar player. And I'm just like learning how, like, he kind of was like a funk master, like of the bass guitar and kind of founded a lot of mm. stuff too in the bass. And yeah, anyway, so this what not, this podcast is not about that, but right. I, I think I should it start a Earth, Wind yeah. and Fire just fan podcast. So anyway, hmm. I actually watched some videos today. I don't want to co-host. I have watched. <laughs> yeah, you know, why not, Lauren? I don't understand why. I mean, uh, so my my kids, we have dance parties with Earth, Wind, uh, and Fire, and it's been a lot of fun. So, is that, um, was that seventies? Very seventies. Yeah, very very 70s. disco, funk, R and B, music documentaries. You're just like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. How they were made, like how they like came up with a song, like. And then, too good. so now Charlotte and I are going to have. A music podcast. I was gonna say you found your yes. Listen to a record Ooh. and like yeah. I think there was one. Re- um, I watched how like Sweet Home Alabama was yeah, this song yeah. came about and like, ugh, it just gives you chills. That's awesome. Well, cool. All right. Well, that's gonna be again. We're gonna have to start scheduling that. Make sure you guys check out the uh, the new podcast, Brian and Charlotte, uh, talking about <laughs> old music. It's gonna be great. <laughs> we'll come up the name later. <laughs> exactly. It's a it's a catchy one now. Speaking of, you guys just recorded your first podcast for uh, Soapbox Influence. What is the what we is did. the title? Because you're like we have we're coming we're up with a like, name. That's for our a question. Yeah. <laughs> What do we land on? Social Social proof. proof. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All about just like the influence you can make. And um, obviously we're in the influencer world. And so just diving in deeper into that and social proof came about. There's a a play on words there too, because we love wine here and Mm -hmm. beer. I I don't, they do. I don't drink, but like they, they do. So there's a culture here of that. So they kind of, there's that little play on words too. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We want to be like together. under the influence or getting social. How to wine friends and influence people. Oh, we landed oh, on social proof. How to yeah. wine friends and influence people. Yeah. <sighs> That's a great tagline. It is too. really That's good. Really good. You guys are, are phenomenal at coming up with just even that because you guys are so involved in this community. And this was yeah. something that I didn't really know existed until we met you. And so uh, we're going to have to link back to our episode with Beth. Yeah. That was uh, over a year ago that we well, recorded with yeah. Beth here. Yeah. And, uh, but then we became roommates and now we're recording, have some office space sharing together. And so yeah. we're really excited about this. But anyway, let's dive into this, Lauren. Yeah. Well, let's do it. First, for those listening, tell us a little bit about Soapbox Influence and what you guys actually do. Mm. Yeah. Um, so Soapbox Influence, we are largely an influencer marketing firm. Um, we do do other things. So we're, we really play in that social space. So I think we kind of had three legs um, mm-hmm. to our business. We obviously, influencer marketing is our, our bread and butter, um, something that we do really well. And then um, we also do social media management and some of the you know ancillary marketing services that are attached to that. And then lastly, we do shopper insights. So really learning how um, to get into the mind of the shopper and providing that 
feedback, um, some of that qualitative, you know, data to a lot of the suppliers here in the community and other brands and businesses. So I think that's us in a nutshell. I'm personally in in the director of operations and insight. So kind of help on the back end, managing our client services teams, managing our processes, the insights teams, um, making sure that we are working efficiently and effectively. And then Char, you're like all things marketing. I am all marketing for the marketing. Marketing. <laughs> exactly. I know. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Whenever people ask, they're like, okay, so you do marketing for the marketing agency. Like, exactly. Yes. Inception. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, come on. I'm not it's simple. Come on. But really, I um am just kind of serve as the gatekeeper and the person that um promotes soapbox. Um, so I run all of our marketing. And what's cool about that is it's clients, but it's also for the influencers as well. And so it's kind of tricky sometimes. You have to like, I feel like we have to be like the cool kid on the block. Right. Because we have to like... Be friends with everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And, you know, like we're in band, but we're also, you know, on the football team. Like we're kind of Troy Bolton. I don't know. Because we're having to... Uh, <laughs> Troy Bolton. <laughs> I'm like, that's uh, awesome. Maybe. Um, but yes, that's been a really cool part of my job is just kind of marrying the two and, um, you know, kind of bringing the professionalism when... We're with clients, but then also having to be up to date and on trend with influencers. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I think we're kind of like the self-prescribed culture keepers. Mm. At Soapbox. Yeah. So that, I think that's yeah. probably our, maybe even our main job. Us? It's just like <laughs> yeah. keeping the culture Absolutely. lively and fun. And I love that too, because when you guys talk about culture, I mean, you really do live it out every single day. Just Mm -hmm. as is kind of like a fly on the wall to see your company and how you guys operate every single day. And like, Um, you guys bad. Oh my gosh, get it together. Yelling at each other from down the hall. (laughs) Yelling for each other more like. Yeah. 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 I feel like we're quite quirky. So it probably is. Things. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That's why I'm always like, Shh, quiet guys. Like it. we gotta quiet down, and then all of a sudden we hear you guys. Nate, where oh, are yeah. we going for lunch? Yeah. <laughs> best cackle from across the hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, I have a quote. All right. Okay. Hey. Okay. So, <laughs> so I was like, yes. love quotes. Love those quotes. Uh, well, when I came on the podcast, I started bringing quotes, and Brian was. I was very excited. I was you like, were oh, very cool. intrigued. Right. Yes. This is, so this is coming back from my English teacher days. Have evidence here. Okay. According to social media today, influencer marketing is growing rapidly every year. Um, in t- 2020, it shows no signs of slowing down. Globally, the market size of influencer marketing platforms is set to grow at a compound annual growth rate of 32.4% until 2024. The market size is expected to rise from $5.5 billion in 2019 to $22.3 billion in 2024. So our question for you guys as the experts is influencer marketing. What do companies need to realize about this space? Mm. Wow. Um, could you read that? Like, <laughs> that's a lot of data. I know. I felt that's like good. I said like trivia so, night. I'm like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like make away. Yeah. Influencer is growing, right? It's growing. It's growing at a yeah. crazy rate. Continuing to grow. 32% until 2024. Yeah. 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 Um, from 5.5 billion um, last year to in 2024, there's predicting mm. 22.3 billion. Well, yeah, yeah wow. it is a huge industry. Um, and the something about experts. How it, yeah. What what do companies really need to know about oh, influencer yeah. marketing as it's rapidly growing? It's something mm-hmm. that they probably need to be taking yeah. a part of. 
but it's like a lot of them don't even know where to even start or what it even is. Yeah. yeah. So we, we see that a lot. Um, there's kind of two sides of the house now. There are, well, maybe three. There are those that have never heard about influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are typically, they usually probably like don't have a lot of social media presence. Um, <clears throat> maybe haven't gone digital yet. And then there are kind of those in the middle that have, that have social media presence. They've heard of social, but they're still skeptical, mm-hmm. right? They haven't been sold on it yet. And, and to, the, to be fair, it is hard to prove. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yes. it's hard to attribute a sales lift sometimes to these kind of brand awareness or and we, we even try to be more bottom of the funnel like sales. Um, but it is difficult, even though it works, right? Yeah. And yes. it works. sometimes it can be a little anecdotal, like we know it works. It's a little harder to prove. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are the the third ones that are like, it's part of their marketing budget and it will continue to be a larger share of their marketing budget because they are seeing it be really effective. So I, I love that. And mm-hmm. the sense of and Lauren's smiling over here. We just have these conversations with um, our clients all the time. It's like they want the ROI, and mm-hmm. which is completely understandable, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. But when you talk about just with us, we're podcast and video marketing. It's like there are multiple pieces of content that we put out, email blasts, and you see it on LinkedIn, you read the blog, and then you go to Facebook and you're there. Like they're usually, I think we in a last, you know, a quote that you had before. Yeah. Um, it's like 18 touch points for a B2B company mm-hmm. to, to finally do business. 18 yeah. times that they have to see you before they know, like, and trust you in mm-hmm. order to, yeah. to do business with you. And so it's kind of in that same world where you get, you're like, yeah, we can associate it with, it's not like a, Hey, they clicked on this and now they're my customer. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. sometimes it is with that, but I, I'm sure you guys are even more in that world of shopper insights and trying to sure. connect the dots of like, yeah. these are the campaigns and this was the lift or however. And we work so. with a lot of sales teams too. And like, they want to see sales increase. Oh, yeah. 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 They want to know that their, you know, even their limited budget is going to make a difference and move the needle. Yeah. And we always try to tell them like, you know, influence should be part of your plan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It shouldn't be the end all be all, but it is a great compliment to your yeah. other shopper marketing activations. Um, yeah, I feel like it's become part of like should be in your marketing. Like it's a traditional marketing now. Yeah, with the world we live in, like That's everything is searchable. <clears throat> yeah, you know, if you think about it, when you meet someone, you're probably going to add them on social media, and then you can scroll and look at their tagged photos and kind of what you were saying, like. People are going to dive deeper and deeper into something they want to know more about. You know, yeah. right. they're going to click on every single thing just to get to know more. And so brand awareness is huge. Like showing that you're put together is very important. Like if you go, I find myself with brands now, instead of Googling it, I find it on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, like you search it there first over Google. Like, yeah. yep. and, and businesses it, are beginning to move at the speed of social yeah. yeah, Twitter and just how fast things can change and the landscape changes so quickly. And that's true for influencer marketing too. There's, um, it, in some ways it still feels like the wild west of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a lot of ways it's becoming much more established, much more reputable. And, um, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, with, with the FTC now, there's more guidelines on, mm-hmm. you know, preventing fraud in that space. And there are, you know, more restrictions being placed on influencers and it, it's, it's creating a, um, just a more reputable outlet, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, to yeah. 
for, for marketing. So rather than just the early days of influencer marketing, we're like sending products to people and yeah. it's like, hey, post about it. It's like now there are actual like, oh, this was a paid sponsorship promoted by whoever, by yeah. Walmart or by, you know, craft or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. can actually see that. And I think that transparency, transparency. Yeah. Is, yeah. is really good um, because it does probably protect the influencer as well mm-hmm. as the consumer mm-hmm. in that space too. Everybody knows what is going on. And I think we just will, we're, you, I, this is my opinion, but I feel like we're on this hump. Like we're kind of getting over that little hill of like, oh, we're realizing people promote products, right? Yeah. Um, and now we're seeing it as more transparent, which that's great. I think it's just going to be kind of become the normal thing where mm-hmm. we say, yeah. oh, this paid sponsorship. Cool. I'm going to check this out rather than like, oh, they're uh, paid to yeah. do I, this. You, you know, know, before I was an influence in marketing, I was always skeptical. I mean, it's like, how how can you trust someone that's saying that it's sponsored? that their opinions are real. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, I think any, any influencer firm worth their salt um, has processes in place to not hire influencers that aren't already excited about those mm-hmm. brands. You know, so influencers, it's actually illegal for an influencer to promote a brand that they don't believe in. Like they can't make claims that they don't actually feel, not that you could prove that, but that is an FTC yeah, guideline. Yeah. And, um, you know, we always try not to pitch our services, but you know, we think like that hand selection, that hand vetting of influencers and the, and the way you, you know, create an application process for an influencer to partner with a brand is extremely important that they feel comfortable that, you know, that the brand persona fits their audience persona, mm-hmm. that the demographics align and that, you know, they actually believe and stand behind these products. Yeah, absolutely. But, and then it, it does work. Yeah, mm-hmm. it works very effectively that way. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting that you guys are talking about that because I was, I was talking to my husband who's not into social media. So take that for what it is. Just a math teacher. Um, Why is that a common like man thing? I feel like. I, I'm <laughs> a math teacher? No, no, no. Just, <laughs> just like, you know, well, men aren't into too. social. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think that's changing too. But yeah. Yeah, no. maybe a little slower, kind of laggards. In that he's way. he's kind of though, he's more into the sports side of like. He is it, so fantasy football, statistics, yeah. Twitter and all that we area. Should hang with that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys. Oh, for sure. And being a math guy, he's built an algorithm for yeah. fantasy football and yeah. picking and all. I mean, yeah. So oh, he does go like, into it, but you're right at the like course of the level that we're at. Right. Yeah. So I was talking to him and I actually mentioned influencer marketing. He goes, that's a fake job. And I was Ooh, like, snap. I looked at him and I was Hot like, take. hey, hey, <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Those influencers get out of my yard. <laughs> He is kind of a grumpy old man. Um, I love him dearly, though. Um, but how do you combat like kind of that thought process that influencers are not real? Like they're not real jobs. They're not dependable people that you can hire. Mm. Because I, he's not the first person that I've bumped into that's like, oh, an influencer. That's just some teenager that's just taking selfies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when I think of the influencers that I know, I mean... They're, they're entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. you know, they've created their own business, which is crazy. But also, you know, we say it's making a living from your living room. And right. you have to have like discipline and you have to build a brand and that's you. Mm-hmm. So not only are they putting their whole selves out there, I think that's the biggest thing for me. I'm like, oh, should I do it? Not that I'm like, should I do it? But I'm like, <laughs> that would be so hard. Like every yes. single day making sure you're put together, making sure you have a plan like for your mm-hmm. own brand. Like, mm-hmm. right. I feel like that's where I'm like, it's legitimate. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. it is girls taking selfies, you know. Right. I, I went to Paris last year and literally just sat there and just 
stared at everyone just taking photos there. But when it comes to promoting products, I think it's people just being passionate about what they have and what they do and what is making them better. And that's what we're doing with our jobs too. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like they're just getting to do it solo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Word of mouth marketing has been a tried and true practice since the, what, the beginning of time. Right. You know, yeah. and that, that's basically what influence is, is mm-hmm. it's digital word of mouth marketing. Right. And there are, there are several bad seeds, right. That kind of can mm-hmm. create that idea that uh-huh. it's fake and it's superficial because it is rampant. Right. And I, I think Fraud is something that we take mm-hmm. very seriously here. And, and how do you how do you combat fraud? How do you protect the brand's dollars? Mm-hmm. You know, so that they're not throwing money at someone that has like purchased fake followers or, you know, is involved in fraudulent activity or, you right, know, like inflating right. their own reach, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that. Those kinds of things um, I think have given influence a bad rap. But in our day-to-day interactions with these people, and and you know, we have a network of like five thousand. And they are good, honest, authentic people. Yeah. yeah. And what's funny about them is, you know, whether you agree or disagree or you follow an influencer yourself, there are so many people that follow influencers. Mm-hmm. And and maybe we all do to some degree because we follow people that we trust and we 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 come to rely on their recommendations. And, you know, um, even my wife was, she's like, I don't really follow any influencers. But then we started thinking about it. She does. She follows several health influencers that are doctors on Instagram that, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, so even sometimes we do it without realizing it. Yeah. Right. Right. You find your niche. Yeah. I think it's important to understand that like to Charlotte's point that these are real people. Yeah. And, and that goes back to, you know, why influencer agencies exist because it is hard to find the right people yeah. for yeah. the right product and the right brand. And um, it's, it can take, many, many hours and lots of software and, you know, right, lots yeah. of tools to connect those people. And I think that's yeah. where the value of a, an agency comes into is, yeah. you know, that hand selection, that knowing how to find the right person, the perfect person for the yeah. perfect brand. And that personal touch, like we have one of our coworkers who works directly with the influencers. And I mean, she's on the phone with them. They're like, hey, is this photo good? Do you think this will fit the, what the brand wants? Like, talking on the phone at 11 p.m. at night, you know, they care about what they're putting Mm. out there. And you wouldn't believe the number of people that have backed out of campaigns because they're like, this isn't really my, I don't really, I can't really stand behind this product. Wow. Right. Or I know this doesn't, Mm. my, I don't think my audience would, you know, agree with this product. I'm much more sustainable and this product maybe isn't as much. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to back out. And I mean, once you start seeing that, you realize like. They tried it. This is, this is legitimate space. Yeah. 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 I think it's something that we really love about you guys is that you can tell from your company and the company culture, especially us being roomies, we can see it a little bit more, (laughs) but um, just that you guys generally care about people. And I think that's something that just kind of flows through all with it. You know, when you guys talk about your influencers, it's not like just someone who works for you randomly. You guys are there to support them, which I think is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So um, when it comes to, you know, if, if a brand is looking at using an influencer, what are what are kind of qualities of a good influencer? Somebody who's actually going to be, you know, if I'm coming to you and I have this product and I want to promote it and I want to use um, influencers in this space, uh, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee and he is 
He is always plugged mm. using influencers like that's the easiest way and that's the quickest way because you're it's mutually beneficial. That way you're not paying a big ad agency to run a TV commercial. You know, you're actually putting it in the hands of people who would use it. But what are some of the good qualities about some of those influencers um, if a brand was looking at using them? I'll tell you some of the things that we look for when yeah. we're when we're hiring and, and vetting influencers. Um, we obviously <clears throat> reach is important. Um However, I think reach is honestly becoming less important. Um, and and it'll, I think it'll always be important. Do you want to find people that have a, you know, a solid reach, whether it's 5, 10, 15, 100,000 followers, right? But you want to make sure that those followers are number one real, mm-hmm. right? And that they're in, engaged with them. So we look at engagement rate a lot, sometimes even more, more so than the reach itself, because it doesn't matter if you're reaching that many people, if they're not engaging with the content, um, it's a moot point. It's, it's, it's wasted dollars, yeah. right? Yeah. It's that thousand true fans, right? Yeah. Rather than having a million followers. Yeah, so we 1, we look for those influencers that have, and you know, nano micro influencers, those that tend to have like less than 50,000, less than a hundred thousand, they tend to have more loyal followers anyway. Mm. And they, they tend to be more tapped into what their audience um, preferences are. And so we look for those that, that are just close to their community. We, we look for influencers that re-engage, you know, that comment back on comments, things like that, that continue the conversation. They're not just pushing content out and then letting it go. They're actually staying engaged with that content. Yeah. Um, we also look for, you know, fraudulent activity. And I think you can, you can see it, you know, if they, if a lot of their likes come from fake accounts, mm-hmm. you know, or for a lot of their comments are coming or they're like standard comments from even other influencers or other, these kind of bot accounts. And yeah. you can get software to kind of help you track, you know, to see if they've purchased followers recently or things oh, like wow. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of agencies will put those practices um, in their guidelines, you know, that you, you can't purchase followers or that you're not a part of like loops, follower yeah, loops, or the groups things like that. Yeah, yeah. Go and like my content and like 30 other people's content and, you know, follow them, you know, that, that yeah. kind of, um, less than ethical behavior. So we look for those kinds of things as well. That's awesome. Am I missing something? I feel like I'm missing something. (laughs) No. I I feel like just our standing word and it comes from our tagline is just authentic. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, if, and we dive deep into it. Like we have one that coming up that's for dog treats and, you know, it's like, obviously they have to have a dog, right? you know, like, (laughs) or have a dog at hand, you know, things like that. Or if, and our clients will come to us with like very like, specific things that they're wanting in terms of people. And so I feel like just someone who is authentic and true to themselves, like we really snack those up. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So there's a term that's you mentioned micro influencer that's kind of gaining popularity. Um, and so first, if you could define what is a micro influencer, but then why are they getting popularity and how can they bring value to your campaign as compared to like top tier talent? A lot of our clients feel that to get an influencer, it has to be someone with like a million followers. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think it has to do with kind of what you're hoping to achieve for one, because mm-hmm. there's there's various influencer marketing campaigns, right? Is, it, is this a brand awareness program? Are we driving sales at the shelf? You know, mm-hmm. and I think the type of influencer you use is is different for each of those. But in terms of micro versus macro versus nano, um, you see those terms floating around all the time. I think of a micro influencer is, I think the common definition would be someone under a hundred thousand total social followers. 
I tend to think of micro as even less than that. Um, And a lot of the influencers we work with, like they may have seven to 10, you know, 15, Mm -hmm. 20,000 Instagram followers. Mm -hmm. And I think the value, I think I spoke to this already a little bit. The value there is that they're much more in tune with their audience and they tend to have a much higher engagement rate. Um, yeah. Then, then like a Kim K, right? Yeah. Who actually has a surprisingly good engagement rate. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> pretty, pretty right. engaged. Don't um, do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just yeah the loyal following, like you know, like you were saying earlier, your wife follows a specific thing because that's what she's passionate about, and we'll find that with our you know whatever brand that we are promoting. Like we're like okay, let's look specifically at the people that are really in tune with making sure that their kids are having like holistic eating, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Like we're going very specific because we're going to reach that audience. Yeah. And cost is another, uh, is another oh, really yeah. important factor. Also that. I mean, you can, you can purchase a top tier influencer and it'll cost you a lot of money. Um, and you know, these micro nano influencers are tend to be, I mean, a lot less expensive and still very effective at yeah. it, driving very like, and even higher engagement rate. Yeah. Maybe not as much reach. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's not as important as just you know, driving home your message and getting that call to action. Yeah, and you can hit nationwide with that, you know? You really can. More people and just having people from all over. So let's say that a brand wants to get involved with influencer marketing or just even somebody in general, like, hey, I want a side gig and I've, you know, I've built up a decent following. How would they start into getting into that world? Mm. My question. (laughs) Like first steps, first steps. I would say my biggest piece of advice for a brand is give it to someone else. Give it to the experts. You know, if you're a new up and coming, like trying to get on the shelf brand, like you're busy trying to drive sales and all Mm. that and take it to the experts, you know, uh, whoever it might be of just like an influencer agency. I think it's so important. There's so much that goes into it. And like we were saying, like, you might be communicating with an influencer at 11 p.m. at night, but like we're passionate about that. We love doing that, but it there's a lot more. It's hurting cats. Like yeah. it really is. Like we were talking about that the other day of just like you're wrangling all these different people, making sure products getting to them, making sure like posts go out at the right time, checking to make sure it follows those regulations. I think that's there's so many little things that goes into it over it just being a simple post. Right. So I think Absolutely. that would be. Not to say like, go to an agency, but go to an agency. No. <laughs> and we know a great agency. Yeah. You do. You can pitch yourself. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're totally fine. Yeah, we're trying hard not to pitch ourselves. <laughs> um, but, but when you're good, you're good. I think for an influencer themselves, though, yeah. um, is there, there are a lot of, of agencies. Um, it, it, it's becoming a more saturated mm-hmm. market. And I think all of them have some some sort of community that you can join. Like I know we do, we have a community and where we, it's not just for, you know, paid opportunities, it's for training, it's for, yeah. you know, building your brand, you know, getting those tips and connecting with other influencers to grow yourself. So I would, I would highly recommend that you continue to network with other influencers and other agency partners um, to start building those opportunities. Absolutely. And, and there yeah. is a market for nano influencers, even as small as, you know, 500 followers, you know, that 
Nate, are, are you trying to plug yourself? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm so not 500 people. <laughs> to, I do have 200 followers yeah. on Instagram. I'm one of my no private I'm not Instagram yet, account. Private. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, now you guys just even plug your network. Mighty Networks? Mighty, yeah. Mighty Networks. Yeah. Mighty Networks. Yeah. yeah, I was right. I should have went with that confidence. Anyway, Mighty Networks. So one of the things, too, because you guys moved from Facebook uh, you had a Facebook group and mm-hmm. then moved into Mighty Networks. And um, I think it was, yeah, yeah. I, I love to see the engagement and stuff on that too and like get those notifications because we are seeing more stuff posted in there than when I was, because we became part of your community on Facebook and you got to see every once in a while, you know, but um, seeing the weekly updates, like Lindy mm-hmm. did weekly updates on there and t- Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah. She, all kinds of really cool stuff that basically was training. It was not just, hey, come here if you want a paid opportunity, but it's like, hey, yeah. how to just better yourself, better your, yeah. um, you know, content in general. And so I think it was, what you guys are doing is is even good for those that maybe just want to, you know, tip their toe, I guess, the tip of their toe into the water. No. Get tip into the, the water. Toe. Tip of their toe. Hip of yeah. Just the tip. Just, 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 just want to get Just a little bit. Just Polar plunge. Exactly. Oh. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm going to start. Hard transition out of that. Out of the tip of the toe. <laughs> tip of the toe. So um, kind of closing with us, um, what is next for Soapbox? What's on the horizon for you guys? Oh, gosh. Um, I think we're going to continue to get better at what we do. Um, For one, I think that's always the goal is, you know, one thing that we've started to see is that clients, our our clients, the brands that we um, pitch, they are getting more savvy. Like they're, they're getting more educated about the space. Yeah. So I think it's obviously um, important for us to continue to stay ahead of the curve because there's, it's changing so fast, you know, Instagram's API like we'll change almost monthly, I feel like, on the amount of data that we're able to scrape. And, you know, how do we how do we get more data? How do we really track um, sales, at, at, you know, at retail and all of those things? Those are all the questions that we're trying to answer and that, you know, we're, we continue to innovate and develop. And, um, so that, I think that's one front is just continuing to better ourselves. And then secondly, um, you know... <laughs> There's a lot. Let sorry, me read his talking. mind real quick. Yeah, yeah I'm like, okay, fine. Just we do going. a lot of we do a lot of insights. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. and yeah. so right now with COVID, mm. and you know, a lot of a lot of brands don't know what their what their shoppers are thinking. You know, we we've done several forums with with um, brands and major retailers, just trying to help them understand what are shoppers thinking right now. Are they going to celebrate Christmas? Are they going to decorate for Halloween? Are they going to dress up for Halloween? Like we don't know because this mm. is a new yeah. normal, right? Are they going to throw parties? You know, are they going to buy product at the same mm-hmm. amount they did last year? Are they going to buy more product? So um, just trying to really understand and tap into the mind of the shopper is also a big, you know, play for us in the coming yeah. year and yeah. year. Yeah, I, Nate mentioned earlier, just our three legs of the stool. And I mean, if you don't have three strong legs, then it's going to fall apart. And yeah. so like I mean, he was wait. saying, just strengthening. What? Only got two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like to do myself. <laughs> <laughs> Nate is not the stool, everyone. Um, but I, I feel like what he was saying is like, you know, we want to strengthen our marketing services. We want to strengthen our insights. We want to strengthen our influencers. And I feel like that comes with just more products, more developing. And I mean, Nate and our president Beth are constantly dreaming 
of just ways that we can better ourselves, ways that we can, you know, hit all ranges for the clients of if it's someone that's new to the shelf or it's someone that is, you know, a very established brand that's been around for centuries, you know, I feel Mm -hmm. like that's been the coolest thing is just to see like it's constantly evolving. And so we have to constantly evolve. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, hey, you guys are fantastic. Well, I'm so excited that we've been able to actually do this. We've been talking about it since we first became roommates. I've been avoiding it for at least six years. Hey, guys, make sure that you comment and let Nate know how good of a job he did. Go follow him. Maybe he'll approve you on his (laughs) his, Instagram. Yeah, maybe. Nate, Matt, Pat. Nate, Matt, Pat. Sharban. Sharban. Ray-Bans, you know. Oh, Sharban. Ray-Ban. Okay. 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 Yeah. This is awesome. And then where can people find more about Soapbox? And if they want to get plugged in as an influencer or brand, where can they go? Yeah. Soapboxinfluence.com. Yeah, I'm sure you'll link it. We will. It'll be in the show notes. If you're savvy. But if you... Yeah. Yeah. Soapboxinfluence.com. Like, the link? I don't know. We will add right now or link. above. Yeah, I, uh, where is it? We'll mail you a flyer. But really, though, yes, soapboxinfluence.com, nice. obviously. And then all the social I channels. I wish we be on social. We are yeah. on social. And we're local. And we're usually yeah. here in the office. So stop by and see us. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys again. And uh, make sure you guys reach out. We do have all of the show notes available at GoRogueX.com. <laughs> we we'll make sure to put everything there. Link to uh, Nate's Instagram account. So make sure, again, go follow him and comment below and let us know how well he did. Yes, please. I'm <laughs> just going to keep plugging that. Please, we build, should build, build him confidence. up. Yeah, build him up. <laughs> I'll be starting my own podcast. You did today. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> It's a big one. It's a big yeah. win. That was, I mean, yeah. that was not good. Company Put that in podcast. your LinkedIn oh, profile. Yeah. Personal podcast. Personal. I do have a dream. We've talked about it. Let's, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll mm-hmm. have to save that yeah. for next time. All right. Thank you guys so much. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Are we ready for rapid fire? We are. All right. Let's do this. Why am I nervous? I'm more nervous about the rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Well, you're like I'm about to go on a roller coaster. Yeah, Tough yeah. question. What is your favorite birthday cake? <laughs> <laughs> Can you handle that? What is my favorite birthday, birthday cake? cake? I thought birthday cake was a thing. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, my favorite thing is flavor. birthday cake. Okay. It has to have cream cheese frosting. There we go. Okay. It has oh, to. Uh, yeah. I mean... I'm probably more, I like strawberry there you or go. vanilla, oh, okay. but cream cheese frosting. Yeah, that's mm. the good stuff. That's the good stuff. I like sprinkles, like rainbow cake. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Nate was like, very, he's like, I like sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. Birthday with, cake is birthday cake. It is. So yeah. if yeah. your sprinkles. family was to make you a birthday correct? cake, where you're like, just sprinkles? Rainbow <gasps> cake. Oh, yeah. Rainbow, rainbow yeah. cake, sprinkles. My mom does make me cheesecake every year, though. Oh, that's awesome. That's not birthday cake. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. Don't put birthday cake in a box. You're not going to ruin a cheesecake with in a box. I also was born on Thanksgiving, so I sometimes get oh, pies. Birthday okay. <laughs> yeah. pie pie. Uh, so I have, I, I can't just have a basic answer. This is really fast. Yeah, okay. So my parents used to own a bakery slash donut shop. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up around cake all the time. So I got to the point where I just hated cake. Mm. And so until recently, I've started eating more cake. I would love to eat some pumpkin bread, but at some point <laughs> I might be able to, if somebody I'll doesn't eat it all. <laughs> uh, so I've always done for my birthday, I've always done cookie cake. Oh, like, I, I love good cookie cake. Yeah, so. I like cookie cake.
Yeah, yeah, that's my, it's still my favorite. So that's an acceptable birthday substitute. It's a cookie cake. <laughs> yeah, but apparently not mine cake. were. <laughs> is not a birthday cake. You tell my mama that. Oh. <laughs> nice. What about you, Lauren? Uh, Italian cream cake is my go-to birthday cake. Mm. Not, not that oh, I even know you what that is. That. Cool. Yeah, Your wife makes a really good one. I guarantee sure you've had it. I probably yeah. have. Um, yeah. oh, that sounds anyway. so good. Wow. So we're all hungry. No. Trace Leches. It is cake not is like so that. Oh, I do love me some Trace Leches. You know, yeah. I was in Cabo. We went to uh, the oh city club. Gosh. They had like 40 different kinds of Trace mm, Leches cake. I Mexico was blown stories. away. All yes. the milk. I miss Mexico. All the milk. Badger milk. If you know Spanish. All right. Next question. All right. Are you guys ready? <laughs> I think so. Okay. What is something you will not be doing in 10 years? Oh, gosh. Mm. Mm. I gotta think of an appropriate answer here. I'll not be raising preschoolers. Oh, that's such a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I do look for, I love this time, but I will not be doing that and it will be great. You don't want to just get more and more? No. Okay. I'm, oh, mm. That's going to be my answer because okay. I can't think of anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a tough one. We went from birthday cake. Uh, yeah. To what will like, you not be doing? I'm like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> Can this be my dream world? Like, I love oh, there you podcasting. Go, yeah. I would oh, love yeah. for someone to do my own laundry. It's oh, my least favorite chore. Nice. Okay. I feel like in 10 years there'll be I think solution. I'll be doing more laundry. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's probably Fingers more crossed. realistic. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're just making bank and you just pay somebody just someone, to just come in, right? do all the laundry. That's fair. That's it. Someone I'm hiring. So I'll give you a little bit more time. Mine would be... Well, I guess what I'm not doing is waking up so much in the middle of the night to one being kicked in the head by a child hmm. or someone screaming Mama! Yeah. in the middle of the night. I'm really ready for that to, to go. I'd just be able to sleep through <gasps> the entire night. Yes. That is good. Yeah. I'm going to stay on this child thing. Yeah, and, I'm like, yeah. y'all all have kids. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go with diapers. Yeah. yeah. We'll not be changing that diapers. is the worst. Yeah, yeah. that is. And baby. Pretty, yeah. My children. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Continue to bathe myself, but I will <laughs> not, not be, be bathing, bathing my children, and I look forward to that. Yeah, y'all yeah. makes sense. really good answers. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, I'm very guilty of like bubble bath time, and I'm like throw them in there, like ah, they're kind of clean, right? We'll wash their hair. <laughs> it's bubbles soap. do all the scrubbing. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, well, especially when they're like, "Don't get it in my eyes." Uh-huh. I'm like, "I'm not even close to you," but <laughs> like, bro, yeah. calm down. Yeah. Anyway, okay, those are good. Good questions. Those are tough. All right. We're out. Griffin, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. <laughs>